0: That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. And welcome in to the Fantasy Football Podcast presented by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, the mothership. I am your host, Justin Bruni. Joining me as always is Mr. Andrew TD King. Rob, how we doing, sir? Oh, I got you muted. (laughs) One more time. I said I'm kind
1: of bummed that uh, fantasy's fantasy's over man redraft is done you know uh best ball is pretty much done you know now we can look forward yeah. to the best ball playoffs and uh move on to some other things you know but uh, it's uh it, it was a bummer man after uh you know after sunday night realizing it's all over so uh you know i'm, I'm excited to get into reviewing you know that kind of helps us next year prepare a, a little bit already mm-hmm. so yeah man I'm, I'm ready to dive into it
0: yeah i mean uh i don't know about you but I'm still waiting uh, my, my, my leagues, you know, we're, we're in limbo right now, you know, after Monday night and um, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm still, you know, you know, going back and forth with all of it, you know, was really just down the last handful of days I was up all night, you know, on Monday night, you know, constantly refreshing, looking for updates on Demar, um, you know, really grounds you when you, when you see something like that, I, I feel like. And then today I was watching videos of other people collapsing in other sports. I'm like, what am I doing? Like, what, like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, it's it's a very weird time for the NFL fantasy owners. So I'm hoping for some good news out of Demar this week. It sounds like things are progressing and getting better. Um, but you know, while I agree, you know that game should have been canceled. I also you know agree that it pr- probably should be rescheduled given the ramifications around the league. You know, Baltimore doesn't even need to play this week. You can give the you can give the the Bengals two weeks off if you want. You know what I mean? So. Um, and I know that they're still getting that game scheduled, you know, the, the Bengals and Ravens game. So, but I am excited to, you know, get in some reviews, you know, some, some one, two, three, four, five star reviews for our fantasy players. We're going to be grading these guys, you know, based off of, you know, we're, we're reviewing a restaurant, you know, you know, go to the, go to the Google, leave a review. Right. I was coaching some, uh, some high school hockey earlier, me and the referees, you know, we weren't seeing eye to eye on a particular play. And he actually told me, he's like, Hey, if you don't like it, you can leave a Google review. I was like, you can do that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I didn't know that was possible, but uh, good, good line, bud. good line. You know, my, my, my uh, player just got cross-checked in the throat, but I'm glad that you can, you know, make a joke about it. That's fantastic. That's, 10 that's out of 10
1: do not recommend, right?
0: <laughs> oh yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, he, he thought he was funny. The refs were buzzing for sure, but uh, you know, our, our bench was a little more somber because you know, one of our guys is laying down on his back <laughs> getting checked out, but that's neither here nor there. In this episode, we are going to be covering quarterbacks. We're going to be reviewing uh, quarterbacks from this season again, one through five star reviews. Obviously, there's going to be some guys that you know are absolute five star studs, right? Especially the the, the top five guys from this season. But we're also going to be discussing their outlooks potentially for next season. You know, what type of long term asset they are, how their values can be increased or decreased going forward. So, let's dive right in. You know, the first guy up. Fantasy point leader at the quarterback position this year, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I think we can both agree, five star performance this year. No,
1: yeah, definitely. Especially with losing Tyreek Hill, you know, we were kind of uncertain as to what you know what was going to happen with that. You know, he's a he was a big part of the offense, and uh, mm-hmm. I just had faith in Andy Reid, obviously, to to figure it out and figure it out. He did. I mean, Patrick Mahomes obviously was leading by I, I don't know what scoring you are using, but when I am looking here, I mean, he was what 20, 21, 22 points more than uh, than Josh Allen.
0: Yeah, in my league it's thirty-one, but again, scoring is going to vary, you know, pending you know the yardage and things like that. He finished with forty passing touchdowns, four rushing touchdowns, and twelve interceptions. So if he goes out there in week eighteen and drops four passing touchdowns, he'll have a four to one TD ratio. Uh, Obviously, he's going to finish pretty close to that, regardless. Uh, Very, very happy with what I got this year, especially. Yeah, you're right. Without Tyree Kill, I had you know Mahomes at probably about quarterback two this year because of tyree Hill's gone oh they're losing their biggest deep threat weapon why would i have him still at number one you know after after this year you know my big i guess conversation piece for patrick mahomes is you know going forward obviously he still has all the skill set he's young he's got a long career ahead of him but you know kelsey his big target now obviously hill's gone kelsey's 33 i don't see him going anywhere you know if they even if they win the super bowl this year i you know pretty well assume he's coming back i would give him at bare minimum one to two more seasons, uh, still. But I think that this free agency period is going to be very interesting for potentially wide receivers and uh tight ends, or even a running back. Who who knows? I mean, I feel like this team is going to be constantly looking for offensive weapons for Mahomes. He's their franchise. They have to kind of bring you know feed him you know talent. Um, I don't trust them you know moving forward necessarily. Say with like MVS, Kadarius Tony, and Sky Moore. You know what I mean? Like. They got to get a name. They got to get a name in there, and maybe not. It's maybe not, maybe it's not a huge name, but you know, someone that's a live option on the field, right? Are there any particular names out of free agency or trade targets that you think that the Chiefs should be prioritizing, or would fit well with this offense and Mahomes?
1: Yeah, I think one guy that I don't think he's coming up for a new contract or anything uh, is DeAndre Hopkins. I mm-hmm. uh, just heard a little rumblings of you know he could potentially be on the block, you know to. I, you know, because again, Kyler got hurt just recently, mm-hmm. so he's not going to be back at the start of the of the season. Right. If the Cardinals decide that they may, con- you know, not be contenders, uh, he mm-hmm. could potentially be on the move. So that would be extremely interesting. You know, to get DeAndre Hopkins in that offense. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, could could, Mah- could Mahomes even be better? I mean, yeah, of course. Like with DeAndre Hopkins, I mean, he his ceiling would be so exponentially high. So, you know, that, that would be somebody that would be very interesting, but I'm just, I'm looking at the, the upcoming 2023 free agents here. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple of guys that are interesting. Um, you know, like, let's see here. Uh, Alan Lazard. I know that they just took MVS away from Green Bay, but I, I mm-hmm. believe Alan Lazard is probably a better wide receiver than MVS. So that, that would be interesting. Um, I like also, that you know, a, a deep dive here, a, a guy that's a little older Jarvis Landry, I think could be very good in that offense as well. Not, not a high yardage guy, but a guy that you could definitely rely on, you know, on third downs and, and a guy that has pretty good hands. So, you know, just, just a couple of guys that are interesting, but honestly, like the free agency for wide receivers, it's not fantastic, but it's, you know it's it's okay. I mean, there's there's the likes of Jacoby Myers. I think Juju's um, going to be up again. I think his deal is going to be over. I think they only took him for a one year deal, I believe. So they did. So yeah. So you know, potentially they could just re-sign Juju as well. Um, There's mm-hmm. Darius Slayton, uh, Marvin Jones, miko Hardman. Again, you know, uh, already with the Chiefs. So there's not a, a ton of guys that are going to be available. But you mm-hmm. you never know. I mean, the Chiefs are willing to go out and spend some money and also you know, make trades because they obviously know that they only have their core set of guys for so long. So mm-hmm. maybe we see them just go make a, a really nice run at somebody that we don't even expect. So it's it's gonna be very interesting. But um yeah, I mean I I agree with you on the Kelsey thing. I don't think Kelsey's going anywhere, even if they win the Super Bowl, I don't think he's going anywhere.
0: No, I, I definitely think he's going to be around, but you need to get that guy in there to you know, continue to move the needle. I, I really like the DeAndre Hopkins take. I had a similar thought, but it was Devontae Adams, who mm-hmm. is, 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 is going to cost more, right? Like You're going to have to pay a pretty penny for either of those guys, but Devontae Adams is definitely going to cost a lot more given you know, what the Raiders you know, have, have spent on him, right? Yep. So, <clears throat> either of those would be great options. The nice thing about the Chiefs is it's a great landing spot for anybody. Look at what ju- this is a great season for Juju after last year in Pittsburgh, right? So, yeah, I, I could definitely see them re-signing him. A couple other names: uh, Darius Slayton, DJ Shark. I think that those guys would be very good fits in this offense. Slayton had a very nice bounce back here with the Giants. Great A dot player, great downfield threat. I feel like that could fill a big need for them. And with um, who was the other name that I said? Sorry, DJ Shark. DJ Shark similar similar situation can can open up the field i like what he did in detroit but i have to feel like they're going to move on from him and you know move towards jamison williams
1: mm-hmm. yeah definitely and and again you know we don't know what teams are kind of maybe packing it in like like the rams are interesting to me because if they lose McVay, if Stafford's not going to be there do they really need to hold on to cup for for super long you know could That's cup become good, available one, yeah. i mean could you imagine cup in this offense i mean good lord that
0: would they like would <laughs> they do it like you know what i mean though like like I have to imagine they're they if they trade cup, they're gonna trade him to a team with better draft capital because they're gonna want a lot oh, of sure. picks be, because they have no picks, right like i have to i have to feel like that would be a, a taller order taller yep. order um also at tight end, uh just a few notes, Mike Kasecki, Dalton Schultz, evan Ingram, I think those are decent options, and don't be su- su- surprised if you see uh see Juwan Johnson land there uh he's somehow labeled a wide receiver. I don't know if he made a shift or or what happened there, but uh he was not listed on the tight end list, but he was on the wide receiver list rather. So, uh, I would love to see any one of those guys on that offense uh, in double tight end sets. Gasecki, Schultz, Ingram. I mean, they don't necessarily fit, you know, for you know one receiving, one blocking. Those are all more offensively or- oriented tight ends. But I think what we saw this year with them pushing the ball downfield just a little bit less, I think those three guys would really fit into that mold.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're you're 100 accurate. I'm just trying to think like that offensive scheme uses two tight ends, but I think that they have, I mean, they, they have Noah Gray, and mm-hmm. he's obviously on a very low deal for them. So like for them to really do that, I feel like they would have to make it a conscious effort to make sure they have two tight ends on the field a lot if they're going to mm-hmm. go get a better guy. So I, I, I'm yeah, I think that that could happen, but it would be interesting. I think that they would have to, you know, definitely change up the scheme a little bit if they're going to go do that.
0: Yeah, Dalton Schultz is still 26. I, I feel like that would be a, a really solid move for them targeting him potentially in free agency, um, but also he could get tagged as well. So Yeah. All right, let's move on. Next up, we got uh, Josh Allen um, <clears throat> doing it all. Uh, 32 passing touchdowns, 13 interceptions, rushing 746 yards and seven rushing touchdowns, bringing him to 39 touchdowns and 13 interceptions. Obviously, this is with, you know, uh, 16 and one-quarter game played. You know, we, we may get some more numbers from him, potentially two more starts. We'll see what happens there. But we got to be, again, five stars for Josh Allen here. We're, we're, we're not uh, getting, you know, two off five stars out of the, uh, the top five here. So another fantastic season from him. Uh, there was really no, like, down spots in his game, I felt like. You know, I know that we were a little bit disappointed in uh, Stephon Diggs down the stretch. So maybe not finding, like, you know, your A1 target down the stretch of the season, not so great. Uh, but I know all of us exceptions. were... Uh, I think the interceptions part, he threw more interceptions this year. He started doing more
1: Josh Allen things like, you know, we saw when he first came in the league, Mm -hmm. he was throwing interceptions in the red zone a little bit more. So that was a little concerning, but I mean, yeah, outside of that, you're 100% correct.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm not, I'm not too worried uh, about the interceptions. I I feel like those are going to come and go like, you know, this year, not to get too far ahead, but Jalen hurts very low amount of interceptions. It's just a number that, you know, you don't necessarily take into account their passing accuracy because obviously Allen is super accurate. There's just so many things that can cause an interception, you know, tip balls and stuff like that. You know, right. your your strength of schedule. You know, if you're just, you know, especially like in that division when you're getting the Jets and the Patriots, their defense, their defenses have been more revamped in the past couple of years. So, um, just a few other factors to take in mind there. We get a quick question from the chat. We got Drew saying, "Who are you taking in dynasty Le- dynasty leagues? Watson or T. Law?" Loved the progression from Trevor Lawrence this year. That's where I'm going to go. Just a higher trust uh, factor. He looked like the prospect that we thought he was supposed to be this season. So I'm going to go with him for sure.
1: Yeah, I agree, too. And don't forget, they have Calvin Ridley. They traded for Calvin Ridley. He's he's sitting there waiting, waiting to come in. So, uh, yeah, this offense is going to be even better next year, I Mm -hmm. think. So, yeah, I would take Trevor Lawrence as well. I just I don't see the upside in unless the Browns make another good move for like another wide receiver. Deshaun obviously can move around and we we didn't get to really see what he's going to be able to do. But I mean, even so, I I would Mm -hmm. much rather have Trevor Lawrence
0: yeah absolutely and like you said you're getting the upgrade in the weapons that receiving core is going to be christian kirk calvin ridley and zay jones three names oh, yeah, have been in the last couple seasons
1: yeah and that's even not not saying that they're going to draft somebody as well i mean you know they, they could potentially do that because i'm mm-hmm. not sure how they have how long they have christian kirk or zay jones for as well but yeah i mean mm-hmm. so they, they could even go and draft like a guy on like a, a you know day two day three guy so that's it's going to be very interesting but yeah i, I would much rather have lawrence
0: Speaking of kind of, you know, dynasty comps, who would you rather have right now, Mahomes or Allen? You're looking at like passing upside versus, you know, passing upside with rushing upside. But obviously the passing upside is a little bit lower for Allen.
1: Oh, man. You know, if it's four point for passing touchdowns, I think I'd rather have Allen due to the fact mm-hmm. that he's yeah. going to run more than Mahomes. If it's six point, sense. I'll take Mahomes.
0: Yeah, yeah. No that 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 makes that makes very good sense. Uh, I guess I'll go I'll go with the same answer. I wasn't you know considering the 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 scoring format, but no, that, that makes sense. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Mahomes more because of the passing upside and most. I I don't play in four uh, point quarterback leagues or four point quarterback touchdown leagues, so it's not something I am really close to or exposed to. In fact, now that I think of it, I don't think I ever have. Um, Mahomes can still run, man. He's got only 58 rushing attempts, but 329 rushing yards. That's about half on Josh Allen's amount. Josh Allen went for 115 on uh, attempts for 746. It's kind of on par, uh, honestly. It's just that you're not going to see QB designed runs set up for Mahomes, right? So, if you have any sort of you know rushing premium scoring in your league, I would say Allen would be the answer there as well.
1: Yeah. Hey before we move on just just trivia question for you do mm-hmm. you know which quarterback has the highest average points per game and do you know what they are roughly
0: I don't know what it is I would assume it's Jalen Hurts on a per game basis
1: It is Jalen Hurts do you mm-hmm. happen to just, just take a guess you know how many points on average do you think he was scoring Um again and this is per format but I'm just regular 6 point for passing touchdown mm-hmm. you know everything regular no no additional bonuses
0: He's not the goat, by the way. He's the king, the T D king.
1: Uh, oh, hey, look, that's Daryl. That's my buddy Daryl. That's, <laughs> that's who we did, uh, yeah, that's who we did the uh the, the draft day two for.
0: Oh, that's awesome. That's yeah. fucking awesome. Nice. I love it. What's up, Daryl? That's that's <laughs> sweet, dude. That was awesome. I was up late watching. I was up at five a.m.
1: Yeah, yeah. Man, what a long night.
0: <laughs> I can only imagine. Um, I don't know what the number is. I'm gonna say uh, you know, somewhere between twenty five and twenty-seven points
1: you a hundred percent yeah it was a uh, 26.7 points per game that's it's pretty damn good what do i win yeah.
0: <laughs> well the reason why i know or the, the reason why i guessed the that player is because i just told you not that long ago i knew that he threw the most or the least amount of interceptions i knew that he was the most efficient qb so that's that's just really what it was because i know he had I mean, we'll, we'll just get to him here in a minute, but I know he had over 30 plus touchdowns and only five interceptions. That's just going to be, you know, house money and then the rushing, et cetera. So let's just get to him. He's right here at number three, uh, five-star QB this season, Jalen Hurts, 321 fantasy points in my league, QB three. And honestly, he I, I feel like he would have probably finished QB one had he not gotten hurt, you know, or at least been very, very close to it. Uh, let's see. We got a total of 22 passing touchdowns, five interceptions, and 13 rushing touchdowns. Does that lead the like the entire league? No, it can't. I think Jamal had more. Mm, yeah, yeah, Jamal. So. Yeah, Jamal had more, but he was tied for second. Derrick Henry 13, Austin Eckler 13. So he's he's right up there, right? Um, and you, you have to just love that usage in the uh, in the red zone. You have to love how the offense is just geared around him. I don't know, man. I don't know how to really make this team better. They look really good right now. The defense is solid. Well, maybe, maybe their up front group could be better, but they got a gr- good group on defense. But specifically to Hertz in the offense, Goddard, Smith, AJ Brown. Now, like it feels complete. It feels like if anything, he might need maybe another running running attack there. Maybe another running back. What do you think? <sighs>
1: Yeah, uh, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with Miles Sanders. You know, are they going to resign him? Are they going to let him go? Are they going to keep mm-hmm. Gainwell? Um, I, I do think that the core group ain't going anywhere. You know, obviously they have Smith on, on his rookie deal yet. AJ Brown mm-hmm. was just t- signed, and Dallas Goddard, I don't think, is going anywhere either. So I, it'd be interesting to see them potentially replace Quez Watkins with somebody else, you know, another speed guy. I think Quez Watkins is Don't let fine, Sean but, hear
0: that. Don't let, uh, don't, <laughs> don't let Sean hear that. That's, that's Sean's dude, Quez.
1: Yeah, I, and I like WES too, but I, I think there's there's a little flaw in his game a little bit. I think if he if they can get a more polished down the field receiver, you know the the ceiling for Jalen mm. Hurts could be up there with Patrick Mahomes as well. What, like,
0: if, what if they made a big move on Tony Pollard? How can the Cowboys afford Tony Pollard? Maybe they, they tag go him. Zeke. Maybe they yeah. tag him, but I don't yeah, know.
1: Pollard in in that in the Eagles' offense would be I, I think very good. Um, I, I just I, I can't see the Cowboys letting him go to the Eagles. Like I, I just I can't see that happening.
0: Well, you don't get a You don't get a choice on free agency. If he hits market, he hits market. If you they know? tag
1: him, they can still trade him though, right?
0: They can they can tag him, but the the tag cost on a running back, dude. Like they it's get true. they they make a lot, and Zeke is holding up that number. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like like he's holding up the average. So. Do you, Do you happen to
1: know what Zeke's dead cap hit would be if they would release Zeke? I do not. Uh, I'm not not. sure on his deal what that looks like, but if they could do that, I mean, honestly, that's their best bet, right? (laughs) I mean, Mm -hmm. it's just just let go of Zeke.
0: I like uh, the idea of Pollard. David Montgomery is also interesting to me. Veterans I like. McKinnon, Jeff Wilson are also going to be available. I think those names fit really well in that offense. I do feel like David Montgomery is a little bit of a 1A to 1B move. From Miles Sanders, but I believe, and specifically as a Bears fan, he has he has better pass catching ability, and that to me is where Miles Sanders really lacks upside is being able to ca- catch passes out of the backfield and run routes out of the backfield. Because when he catches a pass, it's like a little it's a little dink off the line, like it's it's nothing. He has n- very little to no separation skills downfield. That's the big upside with Gainwell is he runs routes well out of the running back position when lined up. So. I can't imagine that Gainwell is going to be the guy, right? Like I have to imagine like this is the roster spot that they upgrade. I think any of those names would be decent, but uh, I wouldn't expect them to make a big move for like say Josh Jacobs or Saquon given their, their available cap and you know, what they already have on the roster. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Anything you want to add in for him before we move on?
1: Uh, no, I mean, uh, is there really any way that they just don't get a longer term deal done with him? I don't think so. Yeah.
0: I mean, no. I, I have to imagine he's just gonna be the priority. He's probably the most improved player since last season.
1: Yeah, I, no, I agree.
0: Right. I, I mean, I, I have to imagine he's gonna, you know, demand uh you know a decent contract. It, it I can't will see be them interesting. letting him go.
1: Yeah, it will be interesting. Obviously, almost all of the NFC East had a very soft schedule this year, so it, it'll be mm-hmm. interesting. Obviously, they are gonna win, you know, the NFC East, I imagine. And uh, so obviously they're going to play uh, harder teams next year. So it's going to be interesting to see him go up against some harder defenses. Obviously he did play some Dallas has a good defense. Washington has a good defense. Mm-hmm. So it, it is, it'll be interesting. I think though, to see some of these teams that had softer schedules that will probably have harder schedules next year and see how they fare out. So it'll be something to watch, but yeah, I mean, Hertz Hertz is going to be a top three option next year. And, you know, in, in my opinion, anyway,
0: um, any take on Hertz versus Allen or Mahomes in dynasty.
1: Uh, I'd still probably have, yeah, I, I'd rather take Mahomes or Allen. I know Hertz is younger. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I just we just saw it one year. I've seen it now with Mahomes year after year, and obviously Allen as well. So just just relying on the reliability of those two. Uh, yeah, I would have mm-hmm. Hertz three between those guys.
0: Okay. Next up, we have Joe Burrow at number four. Still riding with five star status, in my opinion. Uh, he was someone that I was very high on. You can account for that. Um, I was putting him closer to, you know, I said he could have like a 5,000 yard season, but it looks like he's going to crack uh, 4,500 um, after, I don't, you know, if they replay this game, if they get in an, an, uh, in the next game with Baltimore, I think he will go over 4,500. So he's going to be pretty close to that. Uh, I'd like to see, you know, the interceptions cut down a similar number to Mahomes and Allen. He had 12 picks and 39 total touchdowns. Uh, so right on par with, with Josh Allen as far as, total touchdowns and interceptions but obviously of course lacking that you know rushing ability that he has um, have to again imagine that Joe Burrow is going to continue to be a five-star asset going forward here but there's talk of T Higgins potentially leaving uh, the Bengals that he you know he could be traded going to be hard to to get him signed you know with the the weapons that they have and the cap issues that they have uh, where are you at with the offense improving around Joe Burrow for next year what can they do to help him be, become better Is it just just focus on offensive line and forget the rest? Or what do you think?
1: Yeah, if they can figure out a way to make sure they keep T Higgins. Yeah, obviously, the only other thing that I would really do for them is, is again, try to upgrade the offensive line, which they did in this offseason. It just Mm -hmm. didn't exactly work as they probably planned, planned it to. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, definitely. And I think that honestly, that's something that they could probably upgrade in the uh, in the draft. So they might not have to go actually sign somebody, you know, per se from another team. They can probably just draft somebody, um, but yeah, I mean, as long as they resign Higgins, I think that's a huge thing for them is to resign Higgins. I mean, Higgins and mm-hmm. Chase, you know, in my opinion, are probably the best duo on a team. Uh, Smith and, and Brown are very good as well, but mm-hmm. Higgins I think is slightly better than Devonte Smith, and I would say Chase and AJ Brown are probably pretty similar. So I, I think that they have a very good duo there, and if they yeah. can make sure that they keep Higgins you know, that'll keep everything else intact. I'm not sure what the status is with Tyler Boyd, um, you know, what his contract looked like and all that. But uh, honestly, Tyler Boyd's a very good wide receiver three for them. So keeping that core unit together, um, not really upgrading the tight end. I know that they, uh, you know, went out and got Hayden Hurst this year. So obviously he'll still be there, but I don't really think they need to do anything else there, just Mm -hmm. offensive line and making sure they keep the core wide receivers that they have.
0: Yeah, he's he's looking great. Uh, Responded very well coming back from injuries, looking really good. Uh, did still have uh, 247 rushing yards and five rushing touchdowns, which is, you know, more than Mahomes and just a couple less than Allen. So he's been, you know, sneaky in the red zone as well. Definitely a player I'm looking forward to, you know, seeing progress. Um, as far as like a dynasty, you know, asset, I would actually probably take him over Jalen Hurts because I see his playing style, Burrow that is, just being, you know, it, it, he's going to be able to last longer. Like if, if Jalen Hurts keeps running like this for the next three seasons, you know, he's he's just, it feels like he'll have a shorter career than Joe Burrow. Um, quarterbacks can play. I mean, we've seen what Tom Brady can do. He, he's playing into his 40s, right? So I'm not saying that, you know, Burrow, Mahomes, or Allen are going to do that. But I think it is more likely that they do just based off of their playing style. Allen is just so, so big. I have to imagine he as well, at some point, will stop running and just start passing more. Um, but for the meantime, I, I would still have those guys still ahead of him. But I I think, you know, it, it's pretty straightforward still. I would have you know, Allen Mahomes kind of battling it one and two and then Burrow and then probably, you know, Hurts or Trevor Lawrence after that. Um, any disagreement there or any restacking of that?
1: No, just to play devil's advocate, though, you were saying about his playing style. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if we take that into consideration, then Josh Allen might take a hit as well, because, I mean, that dude's taken some massive hits. Yeah. Now, he's a he's a bigger guy. So I think his mm-hmm. body's built to, you know, to withstand some of those hits a little better. But I mean, man, he just takes some serious um uh, uh, he he essentially throws he, caution out the wind, you know, uh, yeah. out the window when he goes and runs. I mean, he he's trying to leap. He, he over lays the
0: boom. Run. Yeah, he, he, so, he doesn't wait for contact. He he goes and makes the contact.
1: Yeah. So, you know, just devil's advocate. I mean, Mm -hmm. we would also have to ding Josh Allen in that. I I try not to look at that because, honestly, you're just trying to look for upside when you're taking dynasty guys and and taking redraft quarterbacks. You know, you're just looking for upside, trying to not think about injury. But it is in the back of our mind, obviously, Hurts, Allen, Lamar Jackson, those guys can Mm -hmm. potentially have a shelf life that's not as long as some of these, you know, pocket passers. So, yeah, I mean, it's definitely something to consider. But I, I would... Burrow and Hertz are very, very, very close for me. If I was doing a redraft right now, I, mm-hmm. I'm not sure which one I would take, um, but they're they're very similar.
0: Personally, I would still go Burrow over Hertz, and a big reason why, like if I'm actually in a draft, I'll probably get him at better value. People hype up the running QBs a lot, and I'm not going to say it's like irresponsible because I was not a huge advocate for Hertz this season. He was still in my top 10 for quarterbacks and rankings, but he wasn't in the top five. I think I had him at like seven or eight or something like that. You know, because he can be an exciting player, but I, where people, some people say, oh, give me, give me, give me the running quarterback. I, I hesitate a little bit more, i.e. I took Lamar Jackson this year. You know, it can turn out very similar. And even Jalen Hurts in his own right, he was your fantasy quarterback this year. You may have spent a lot of stock on him. You didn't get to use him for the fantasy playoffs. He, you know, he he was someone that got you there, but didn't finish for you. Kind of similar like uh, to a tag of Iloa, someone who else I wasn't high on, but he had a great season, but didn't bring it home in fantasy playoffs. Yep. All right. Next up, unfortunately, I, I'm cutting off the five stars here. I'm at Geno Smith. I love you, Geno Smith, but I don't know if I can say you know it's it's going to be a uh, he's a five star asset going forward. It was a great season, but he was also someone that let us down in the fantasy playoffs last week. He had a decent game. He had two passing touchdowns, but in weeks 15 and 16, very crucial weeks. Those are your your bye weeks for the top team, and then you know playing to get into the semifinals. He had two passing touchdowns in two weeks, and one interception, and he didn't go over 250 yards in either of those games. So, yeah, another guy that got you there but didn't sign the check before he left. Um, I will give him a four-star season. I will say, oh, yeah, I enjoyed my meal, but dessert wasn't very good. So I give him four stars, solid year, 29 passing touchdowns, nine interceptions, and just one rushing touchdown. So 30 TDs to nine interceptions, pretty much a three-to-one ratio there. That that that's pretty solid, but Andrew, are you buying it to happen again?
1: Oh man, no. And I'm you know I I do think he played himself into a contract with Seattle. Um, you know if they want to do that, I. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I'm just looking at the other guys that are around him. You know, Burrow, uh, Fields trevor lawrence dan jones like those guys i would rather take all of those guys over gino gino's he was fine but i mean I, we're seeing it crumble down around him currently right like it, mm-hmm. as soon as they get into a little bit of trouble a little bit of injury issues like i i feel like he's i feel like he's not as poised in the pocket now you know when i watch him he he looks rushed before he looked very poised he looked mm-hmm. under you know calm under pressure now he just it looks way different for him now so is that going to, you know, did he play himself out of a contract now? Potentially, you know, I, I, I don't think it so. depends on what Seattle wants to do. They they obviously have some, some good draft picks coming up as well, mm-hmm. you know, so it, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. But if he remains on Seattle as is, I mean, he, he might be a top 12 guy for me, maybe, um, but I mean, I, I, he's not going to do this again. I mean, there's just no way. I I, I can't see him doing this again, especially with the you know, emergence of Ken Walker. You know, I, I think that they honestly could potentially even run him more next year. So mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's going to happen again, to be honest.
0: No, I agree with you. Ken Walker is definitely going to get more run because the first half of the season or whatever, until Rashad Penny got hurt, he wasn't getting that bulk of uh, volume. Right. So. No, I agree with you. He struck lightning. Lightning will not strike twice. Would do you believe he'll be in your QB two territory next year? So that's from 13 to 24.
1: Yeah. 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 He he would be okay. um between 13, and 30, you know, and twenty-four. I'm not sure where I'd have him. Like I said, I mean he he'd probably be a... Uh... He'd probably be closer to the top for me there. Um, you know, maybe fifteen, mm-hmm. sixteen, somewhere in there. But I mean, yeah, I, I there's no way I can actually have him as a QB one. You know, with the likes of of all these other guys that that we're about to talk about, I just
0: I, I can't mm-hmm. do it. Um, who'd you rather have next year, Tua or Geno Smith? Ooh. Assuming Tua's Tua's with Miami.
1: Yeah, if if everything stays the same, like there's no difference in um in the wide receivers, you know, not a huge splash move for either team. I'll still take two. Mm -hmm. I mean, the weapons around him, no, you know, no offense to Tyler Lockett or DK Metcalf. I mean, Waddle Mm -hmm. and Hill are are just much better at making plays happen, I think. So yeah, I'll Mm -hmm. take the upside of the wide receivers there.
0: Russell Wilson or Gino?
1: (laughs) Oh man, honestly, (sighs) I'm going to fall into the trap again. I can already feel it. (laughs) I'll I'll take Russell Wilson. Yeah. I'm I'm going
0: back. back. I don't care how toxic it is.
1: Yeah. It's it's like you you, Russell Wilson to me is like that food that you eat from a Chinese place. And you're like, man, that was really good. And then you get home and you shit your brains out and you're like, man, I'm not doing that again. And then two weeks later, you're like, man, you know what? That food was pretty good. I'm going to do it again. Just see what happens. So like, that's how it is for me. Like I'm just going to take Russell. I can already, I already feel it. I'm just going to fall into the trap. I'm not going to have him as high as I did this year by any, means but yeah. he'll be ahead of gino for sure
0: honey we're ordering taco bell yeah.
1: <laughs> you know what's gonna happen but let's just do it
0: screw it i w- the other comp i was gonna give to that was the other day i ate uh baked flaming hot cheetos you know, I'm a, i've been a flaming hot cheeto oh, you know just... viber for a long while yeah those were not good for the, the tummy no. no no just give me the regs i don't i don't know what these this healthy organic you know red hot cheetos are doing <sighs> we got paying in the chat saying Gino had three games with t- three passing TDs this season, then three games with 300 yards. Yeah, I would imagine that was probably earlier in the season when maybe Ken Walker wasn't getting the love. Yep. All right, let's move on here. Next up, we've got Kirk Cousins. Also, not a five-star review for me. I'll give him four stars. You, you just couldn't trust him when he wasn't uh, playing at home. Is that, when is he that looked a
1: fraudulent four stars or is that an actual four stars?
0: That's an actual four stars. Okay. Like, I mean, he, he he was not reliable on the road this season, you know what I mean? Or um not playing in a dome for that matter. You, you know, like he was Jekyll and Hyde. You would get great weeks and then you would get bad weeks. Uh, I saw teams you know playing in the you know in the fantasy uh finals with him. He didn't win them anything. <laughs> 18 for 31, 205 with one touchdown and three interceptions in championship week for reference. That's his, yeah, that was his worst start of this, I don't know, November 11th, he had a worst start where he had no touchdowns and no interceptions, just 105 passing yards. But uh, other than the week two up against Philly, that was like one of his worst passing performances. This isn't somebody that you can have a high trust, you know, uh, relationship with going forward. Even when he has Justin Jefferson, look what he did. He put Justin Jefferson in a situation where he scored three fantasy points in week 17. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that like the Vikings got to move on from him, but that's been a conversation that that's happened many times in the last couple of years. Obviously, they're bringing in a new head coach this year, but I, he's going to still be there. But he's not going to be someone that I have a high priority with. I mean, do you think he had a five star season? Like, no, no. Justin okay. Jefferson did, but I mean, oh, yeah.
1: yeah. So, uh, it, yeah, no. Um it, It's I, I give him like three point seven five stars. Oh, honestly, wow. like, okay, a, right. a little right. less than four because again, like right. Justin Jefferson. Did a lot of that on his own, I think, you know, made Kirk a little better this year. But I, I mean, mm-hmm. again, as a Washington fan, I watched Kirk Cousins for many years. He has some good games and then he just fades off. And it's, it, it, that, that's just a Kirk Cousins narrative. So I, I, yeah, I think he did fine. He was obviously he didn't kill you in fantasy, but he wasn't lights out. You know, like it's it's just that they need to get rid of Adam Thielen. He's on the wrong side of 30. Boo Adam Thielen. You know, I'm a hater on him. So I need to get rid of him, uh, uh, you know, uh, keep. KJ Osborne as that as that deep threat and move up and get somebody else in the draft at the wide receiver two or go trade for somebody that's going to be a better wide receiver two than Adam Thielen. He's fine, he's serviceable, but I, I don't think he's doing you know really any justice to them. Uh, TJ Hawkinson, you know, since he came in, uh, you know, to the Vikings organization, he has been their second target hog. So I mean. Mm-hmm. Hawkinson's obviously not not going anywhere because he just got there. So as long as they upgrade the wide receiver two position, I think that will make Kirk Cousins better. But if they don't, I mean, honestly, where he finished this year is probably his ceiling. I, I don't think that he mm-hmm. will do this again. And I think he'll move back a couple spots, you know, finishing next year.
0: Right. So this year it was 28 passing touchdowns, 14 interceptions, two rushing touchdowns. So pretty much two to one. I think that's what you get out of them. Justin Jefferson is going to keep his yardage up. He is another guy that's going to finish close to 4,500. But that's with Justin Jefferson just absolutely booming this season. Not saying that that's going to go away by any means. But, you know, if he were to miss like a game or three or something like that with something minor, I think that drives him down even more so, right? So if they don't go out there and get a a reliable wide receiver to or just somebody, like you said, that will be better than Thielen, maybe can open up the downfield a little bit more. You don't have to rely on Jefferson so much for the deep ball. You can open things up a little bit. Yep. All right. Four stars for the last two. Trevor Lawrence is the next guy here. And he's pretty close with Kirk Cousins as far as like the, the the stats go. I think it's the rushing touchdowns. Yeah, Cousins had a total of thirty touchdowns. Lawrence had twenty nine, but only eight interceptions, which is great to see after his rookie season that was just completely dreadful. We've already talked him up a little bit here about the, his weapons for next year. I'm gonna give him a five star review. I'm, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna come here eat here again. Give me some more Lawrence next year.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll give him a, a four and a half. Um, yeah, obviously coaching made a world of difference for him going from trash mm-hmm. urban Myers to Doug P. I mean, that's a, mm-hmm. it's a big upgrade. You know, obviously we saw what Doug P did in Philadelphia. So it's massive upgrade at coaching advantage there. And um, yeah, I mean, he, he just performed a lot better. He, the, as the season went on, he looked more and more comfortable in the offense. So I think next year it, the sky's the limit for this team, especially with, you know, as we said, Calvin Ridley mm-hmm. coming into the fold as well. Mm-hmm. So if they can keep The guys that they have, um, obviously, Evan Ingram, I mean, all of a sudden, just out of nowhere, started having these massive games. If he can even keep us, you know, a semblance of that next year, you know, again, like Trevor Lawrence, he'll be probably ranked as a, you know, I would say probably nine, eight, somewhere in there for Mm -hmm. me, but have the upside to, to be in the top five. I mean, again, like. Travis Etienne is, is a really good running back, but he's not one of those guys that you can give a shit ton of work to and have him not get injured, I think. So mm-hmm. I think that they are going to have to probably throw the ball as much, if not a little bit more next year. Um, And, and Travis Etienne is good at catching the ball as well, which obviously helps Trevor Lawrence. So, so we'll see what happens with that. But, yeah, I mean, Trevor Lawrence, man, just – Massive, massive upgrade between last year and this year, and um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, again, I, I give I give the credit to or a lot of the credit to to the coaching staff. They really coached him up this year and showed what he should have been doing last year.
0: I just also thought the run game was very good for them. There was a very good balance of attack, even when James Robinson was still there. Like his his first couple of games were really good. Like he he was he was scoring. So much so that I even traded for him in one league until that whole thing you know, came crumbling down. <laughs> but they they have reliable pieces for next year, even if they don't get Evan Ingram back. You know, imagine if they were able to end up with Dalton Schultz and then they got him, Zay, Calvin, and uh, and Kirk together. Like that would be that'd be amazing. And plus, ETN, I imagine you probably sign more of like a veteran presence running back. You know, maybe even they wind up with Miles Sanders behind him because I you don't like these guys and like Jermichael Hasty. Uh, Snoop Connor was there. I know they drafted him recently, but, you know, I, I don't think that those are going to be, you know, pieces that you'll rely on because this team, you know, they're going to be looking to take the division the next couple of years, the, the, the way things are looking, you know, Tennessee doesn't look very good right now. Houston, they didn't take a step forward like we thought they would. So, you know, I'm really interested to see what they do. Um, and Trevor Lawrence, I agree with you. He had absolutely has, you know, that top five level uh, potential for next season. You know, I know that there are some names like, like Dak that finished out of that space, obviously Russ Wilson, Kyler got hurt, Lamar got hurt, you know, those guys being healthy and also in the mix, like they're going to be kind of like battling for that front spot behind, you know, some of these top tier assets at at the quarterback position. But I I think he very much has, very much so has that potential as well. Would love to see them make some type of upgrade at tight end. I'm not the biggest Evan Ingram guy. I told people to start him over Dallas Goddard this week. Obviously both did very, very bad, but man, it was just like, Four like amazing weeks of production, and then oh, he's Evan Ingram again. You know, can't trust him as far as you can throw him. <laughs> All right, next up we've got uh, Mister Jared Gopher entering the top ten discussion. Never thought we'd be saying that. Twenty nine passing touchdowns, seven interceptions, and forty two hundred passing yards. What's your grade on him this year? What's your review?
1: Uh, I, I give a three point seven five. I think he's oh. one of those guys that performed well in the offense, but mm-hmm. he doesn't really make guys better. You know, like okay. that's kind of something I look for in quarterbacks as well is do they make the guys around them better? I don't mm-hmm. think Jared Goff does that, Um, but he has some, some really good weapons. I mean, DeAndre Swift, very good. If they just use him a little bit damn more, I, I don't know what, what's going on a little with bit. the whole splits. And the, like. Yeah. And again, Jamal Williams is great around the goal line and all that, but I mean, give Swift more work, man. This dude's shifty. I mean, obviously you have the sun god, Amron. You know, he, he's fantastic. I mean, that, that dude's target share is just impeccable. It's awesome. So again, Trevor Lawrence or I'm sorry, uh, Jared Goff, very mm-hmm. good in the offense, you know, was serviceable for them. I think he stays next year as well. But I, I he just doesn't make people better around him. People make him better. So, you know, again, three point seven five, I think is fair for him. Three and a half somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Um, He'll be outside my top 12 next year again. But I I do think that he is a very he's a very good quarterback too to have on the bench. I mean, again, they're going to be mm-hmm. in some some good spots. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think he was fine. You know, uh, just he just doesn't make players better
0: around him. No, I, I agree with that. That's a very good take. Uh, it wasn't necessarily a sentiment that I was thinking. It was just that he was above average this year, and we've seen him play above average. He, in redraft, he's not a guy that I'm going back to the well in next year. I imagine DJ Shark will leave. We're going to see Jamison Williams take a step forward. But when you have, like, a new receiver, you know, getting a lot more volume, you could see Goff revert back to, like, the gunslinger mode and start turning the ball over a little bit more. If you got a target like Jamison Williams going downfield. Um, people have compared him to being like the next Justin Jefferson. We'll see what we get out of him, but even if he was like uh, you know, a minute part of what Jefferson can do, it just means he's going to be a downfield threat, and I don't like Goff throwing the ball down the field with high frequency. Uh, I will give him a four-star review based off of his performance last year to this year. Anytime someone improves that much, I think we need to appreciate it. So – Again, I may not eat here again, but you know, my food is pretty decent. You know?
1: Well, yeah, and I'm also interested to see if uh, obviously if golf is there next year, uh, what happens with Jamison Williams. Obviously, we've only seen a little bit of him. You know, he's hurt all year long from from the injury right. he you know sustained in college. So we'll see what goes on with that. But I mean, if him and golf can have a good connection down the field, you know, I think that that obviously upgrades golf's uh, ceiling due to the fact of Jamison Williams. Obviously, is a very good. Uh, route runner and he can get down the field pretty quickly. So if, if golf, you know, if golf can um, throw the ball downfield accurately, then I think obviously he will be able to finish higher than probably a majority of us are going to have him projected. So that's, that's another key asset here.
0: Yeah. I also just don't like the lack of rushing upside. You're going to have a guy like Justin Fields going in the top 10 next year. We got another name behind him that we're going to be talking about that rushes a lot. Um, it's not, I just don't believe he'll have that priority early in drafts. Right. I do believe in dynasty. He's a quarterback asset that I would be willing to obtain on the low. You know, if you don't have to give up too much for him, I don't think it's a bad idea to throw out some feelers. If you're really hurting at quarterback, you know, if you got, if you're about to have some turnover in the upcoming years, you know, if you're rostering guys like Brady or Stafford or Rogers, I feel very comfortable getting off of those guys and an affordable pick to get on, get on somebody like golf for sure. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have Justin Fields. Uh, he had 17 passing touchdowns, eight rushing touchdowns, putting him at uh, 25 total for with 11 uh, interceptions. Nice. Two to two to one ratio, not what he was working with last year. I think it was the other way around, more like eight and 17 going the other way. Mm-hmm. So, of course, we love the improvement from him. I'm a Bears fan. I, I can't get away giving him less than five stars. Uh <laughs> I i mean, dude, he, he rushed for 1,143 yards this season. I yeah, mean, what is he,
1: 64, 64 yards short, right, of the record?
0: Yeah, and they're going to sit him next week. And too. they're
1: going to sit him. Yep, I know. I feel bad for him.
0: I, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, you're looking at him being literally a top 10 rusher in the league. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, but I mean,
1: like, get him out there. Let him get the record. Just just let him run, like, 10, 12 plays, whatever, and then just get him the hell out of the game. Let him get the damn record. I mean...
0: What it's he gets a, hurt? I...
1: Records are what
0: records are health. I mean, if we, if we blow our load on him getting in this record next week, right? He gets it. He plays two more plays and gets hurt. Who's going to sign with us in free agency? You know what I mean? Like that's our, that's our go-to card right now is, Hey, have you met our quarterback? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, (coughs) excuse me. That's going to be what we're pitching in every wide receiver, free agent, you know, with whatever conversation with agents, players, I'm not sure if you guys have saw, but we've got a pretty good situation at quarterback right now. How would you like to come play with Justin Fields? You know what I mean. And I'm not saying everybody's going to be banging down the Bears' door to you know to get a spot on the roster, but this is a team that's going to look to upgrade. He finished top ten this year. I have to imagine he's going to be close uh, to the same mark. Uh, shout out to Sean um, uh, with uh, SGPN who put him at quarterback seven. We were talking this, talking him up in the preseason, and I was like, man, I love the take. I absolutely love it as a Bears fan, but I I just can't see it. And his whole take was he's going to run. Bears are going to be bad. He's going to run, and look what he did. He did exactly that. So yep. you have to, you have to like him going forward. Definitely. Key free agents that you think would fit well in this run heavy, run first offense. Man, specifically, specifically receiver uh, or tight end.
1: Again, like receiver, it, there's not a whole lot out there in free agency. Um...
0: So a name I'll throw out there because I, I really like this one is Saquon Barkley or <laughs> Saquon. Saquon Barkley and Jacoby Myers, excuse me. I'm looking at Saquon's name on this sheet here, and I'm thinking Jacoby Myers in my head.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, Jacoby Myers is serviceable. Yeah, I mean, it's not somebody who's, like, amazing. It's not, like, jaw-dropping, like, oh, my God, I'm glad they got him. Like, mm-hmm. he, he'd be fine there. Again, like, not sure what's going to happen with Lazard. Um, I think Green Bay's probably going to try to just keep him, Um, mm-hmm. honestly. I mean, especially with Watson and, and Dubs there. So, but, but that'd be somebody as well. Like, I, I think Lazard's very, I should say very, he, I think Lazard's a little underrated. I think he could be helpful in the offense. Um, but a guy, honestly, that, that, that might be really good for them as a gadget guy is a uh, Mickey or uh, Nicole Hardman. Uh, Nicole you know, Hardman. That, yeah. I mean, again, like not a flashy guy, but a guy that has some speed to him that, that could help. Um, and again, like he's probably a, a decent fit in the slot you know uh Mooney on the outside slot and then obviously you guys you know still have Claypool as well so mm-hmm. I, I think he'd be interesting um i mean there's not a lot i, I mean uh, here i'll throw out some names that you know as a fan you let me know if any of these guys tickle your fancy uh Noah Brown Dallas Cowboys yeah.
0: he he needs to go to a, he needs to go to a pass heavy team like um like the Chiefs he would be a good he would be a good supplement for Hardman or MVS
1: Mac Hollins
0: does it it just it's it's not worth it you know like someone someone like that again he he's a player that needs to be in a high volume offense he wouldn't be prioritized with us
1: yeah uh marvin jones
0: good veteran leadership that's it's a that's a football move not a fantasy ideal move as as uh, a as a fan as a football fan yeah i w- i would welcome that i would i would welcome him for sure
1: yeah uh darius slayton yes.
0: Okay. yes just an, just a, a bigger body that can open up the field a little bit more than mooney mooney very good route runner, but he's not going to do anything for you past 40 yards. You know what I mean? Like he's he's not going to have that big booming potential uh, downfield because he has to make that extra cut to get loose. He's not going to go up and get contested balls.
1: Yeah, and I don't think this one would happen because I do think he's going to be resigned. But Juju, do, do they bring back Juju and have – or not bring back, but uh, mm. pair him up again with Claypool?
0: I don't think so. Okay, I mean, outside of that, I man,
1: like, unless you like DJ Chark, which I think I think DJ Chark is fine, but there's like mm-hmm. nobody else. I mean, here's the rest of the names that are currently you know, what listed as available is uh, mm-hmm. Julio Jones, AJ Green, Sammy Watkins, Paris Campbell, Nelson Aguilar, and DeAndre Carter. Those are the re- remaining guys that are currently listed here.
0: Yeah, they better make try to make a trade.
1: <laughs> like, honestly, I think the drafts probably their their best friend this year Um for they're, as a fan one or two. So, yeah, as a fan, what do you think is the most priority for them? Is it wide receiver or is it offensive line?
0: I think based off of the way they run the offense, it should be offensive line. But dude. Like Fields needs somebody to catch the ball. Maybe it's yeah. maybe it's tight end where they make that move. Maybe they, you know, we, we mentioned Dalton Schultz. We had mentioned Evan Ingram. Um I think Cole Komet's very Mike Kosecki, good. Though. Mike Mike Kosecki, what, what, what who? What?
1: Cole Komet. I think he's very no. good though. No, yeah, I maybe. think he's I think I think no. I think really. Not. I just don't think it, that they're that they're running this offense according to what they currently have. It's what they want to run, but I what think they should they're, be running.
0: I think that they're running the offense the way that they do because they realize that Fields is their best asset. So put the ball in the best player's hands, and that's all they got. They've got a running game. Komet ain't it. Mooney would and Mooney to start the season. Like go back to weeks one through six and seven. It was a barren wasteland.
1: Yeah, but I, so was I, the team.
0: Yeah, I think that they, I mean, they the team got what, better on offense, right? Well, I think they may have actually had three wins through that period, actually, because... Well, they I, did,
1: right. But I think, like, the offensive numbers got better. I know they weren't winning games, but mm-hmm. I, feel, I feel like they got better as the season progressed. And, yeah. um, you know, and again, like, they, they lost Mooney. I, I can't remember what, what week it was. But Mooney, again, you know, a little underrated as a wide receiver. He, he's very good at catching the ball contested catch-wise. So I, th- I think Mooney coming back and being healthy mm-hmm. is, is obviously, you know, very big for them.
0: I think that they absolutely want to hit on Cole Komet. He, they used a first-round draft pick on him. He has not lived up to that status in the slightest, it, even, not even close. We watched him have a good preseason. He was playing up against third and fourth strings. You know what I mean? And we're going to see that again. All that's going to come back on you know fantasy Twitter and in the, the subreddits and all that. Like, oh, look at this guy. He's looking really good again. He's having a good camp. He's having a good preseason. He is not someone that I, that I would trust in fantasy and someone that I feel the Bears need to upgrade from. Claypool, I, I like uh, still obviously being there with Mooney. I would like to see another piece added. I don't think that you know Bears fans like they're 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 like oh we'll trade our first pick for Devontae Adams. But please God don't do that. Please God don't do that. <laughs> we're probably not re-signing David Montgomery if they somehow ended up with the number one pick. I don't believe that they can. But if they somehow were able to move up or had a shot at Robinson, that would be great. But I have to imagine that they're going to do something with that pick. I don't think that they would move it for D hop or Devontae Adams, because again, that's not fields is like MO. I honestly kind of like a Jarvis Landry, who you brought up earlier because of his run blocking ability, him and Claypool on being on the field together for, you know, just, you know, more run design plays. Obviously, you know, they're going to be on the field. They would be on the field a lot, but those would be two really good edge blocking receivers that I would love to have.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah, it'll be really interesting. Again, like uh, we're going to differ on Cole Komet. I, I think Cole Komet's mm. just not being utilized. Um, I, I don't want to say properly, just not as much as he should. I mean, how many targets? I, I, I should look. I, I'm curious to know how many targets he's re- he's received. Because if you're spending a first-round pick on this man, he should not mm-hmm. be receiving any less than 90 to 100 you know, targets easily.
0: We don't. Fields isn't that QB. I mean, Detroit exposed him this week of it. They, yeah, but they people were...
1: also didn't think Lamar Jackson was that QB. And he can throw the ball down. I I think Justin Fields can. Lamar,
0: Lamar, though, made a bigger step in his passing game from year one to year two. This year, I felt, in my personal opinion, that Fields didn't really improve that much in the passing game. It's that he got to the scoring zone more because of his rushing ability, and he was able to complete some more easier touchdown passes. Like He's not making big plays. He's not someone that I want throwing the ball with high volume. I don't want him throwing the ball over, you know, 30 times a game. I don't think that that's necessary given his skill set, his window right now, in my opinion, to like, you know, bring us like, you know, the, to the Super Bowl and, you know, achieve glory and, you know, finally bring an SB back to Chicago. We need a run heavy, run heavy offense and we need the monsters in the midway back because the defense is just Swiss cheese. This offense was putting up 30 points a game with the way it's built right now, right? So if you get me at least one more playmaker, I'm going to believe that we can continue to keep the foot on the gas and keep moving the needle going forward because if if Fields takes any minute step back in the passing game, you know, we're not going anywhere. And I think that improving his passing game will help having a stud receiver or just someone with reliable hands. Mooney, like you mentioned, good at contested catches wasn't anywhere to be found weeks 1 through 6. He was on the side of a milk card. Yeah. Let's uh let's pay some bills really quick. It's been a minute. Uh, WinBet is the official online sports book of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there are tons of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays. Reduce juice on sides and totals for all bowl games all day. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. Re- if you're ready to play, sign up today, and you'll receive a, be- a special offer. Bet 100, win 100. This is limited to state availability. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. So they know that we sent you That's sports gambling podcast.com slash W Y N N B E T to claim your free bet today offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, please call one 800 522
1: Underdog Fantasy, we're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. At Underdog, this season never ends. Right now, you can play their weekly battle royale games or even draft your playoff best ball teams. They also have a ton of daily games for NBA and NHL. Plus, when you use promo code SGPN at underdogfantasy.com, you get a 100% deposit match up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN which we obviously do bring out weekly uh, Battle Royale articles as well. I know that's going to end, but um, obviously, you know, there's a lot of content on there that that we do. Uh, The other thing is, uh, obviously, everyone, go to the SGPN merch store. The nice new mini helmets are in. They are shipping. Super cool. Look at that logo. Nice little let it ride on the back. Nice little touch by Jake there. So, uh, yeah, these are super cool. Uh, Free shipping if you order right now with just the helmet. I think they're $59.99. So, uh, yeah, go in there grab that ton of cool merch but uh yeah man this thing's gonna be sitting here pretty shortly on a nice little shelf so pretty pretty cool little helmet they're sturdy as hell too
0: throw it against the wall <laughs> prove it <I> was <laughs> no those are awesome i gotta give me one
1: yeah yeah they're super cool
0: uh we're gonna go through another three more names here and we'll finish off with like the qb1 territory um because we've already filled up close to an hour here Uh, Let's see. Next up, we have Daniel Jones uh, coming in with 15 passing touchdowns, seven.
1: Jones code.
0: (laughs) Yeah, right. 15 passing touchdowns, seven rushing touchdowns, and 700 rushing yards, and 32 3200 passing yards. It's not booming, but it's efficient. And I don't know if I'll have him in the top 15 conversation. I think that they would need to make a a sizable upgrade. for me to be really interested in him next year, because what's going to happen if they lose Saquon somehow, you know, I, I his, he's going to take a huge hit.
1: Yes, definitely. I don't think they let Saquon go. I, I really oh, don't. You don't No.
0: So are, don't. They gonna, are they going to tag him?
1: Uh, I think they're going to try to work out a friendly long-term deal if possible. Honestly, I think Saquon's happy with Brian Dable. Like I, I, I really do. He seems as a guy who watched Penn state and a, a, a big fan of Saquon, like, Mm-hmm. I can just see it in his face. It looks like he's having fun. It looks like he likes working with Dayball. And honestly, Dan Jones has been serviceable for him. He's fine, you know. Like it, I, I think that they get a friendly long term deal done. If not, mm-hmm. I think they probably franchise tag him one year and see what mm-hmm. happens. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, Saquon's massive for Daniel Jones. Like that, that that's a guy that really can help him. Um, not only take a step forward as a leader, because again mm-hmm. Saquon seems like a leader of men like that. That dude, especially at Penn State, like I said, like I, I watched him a lot there, and he just he made players want to play harder. And I think that that's what he does for Dan Jones. So I I do think that there's a. Oh,
0: sorry, that? you broke out there a little bit. Go ahead.
1: Oh no, I'm sorry. I, I was say I I think he's good for Dan Jones. So I I do think that they try to. Keep him if possible. Think that they try to sign him to a long-term deal if possible. Again, if not, franchise tag him for a year and see what happens. But he's mm. pivotal for Dan Jones, and um, yeah, I, I really do. I it, I don't want to say it's hard to see him moving on, but I think that it's probably an eighty percent chance in my mind that that he stays with New York.
0: Saquon, that is. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So let's say Saquon stays, and you're the Giants. Would you look to upgrade at quarterback? Like is like. If, if they say they lose, I don't know, in the first round. Doesn't matter who they play. They lose in the first round. They put up a good fight. It was a good season. They performed well. Certainly well above expectation. Did Dan Jones do enough to not be moved and to <coughs> not be upgraded? Because you, you have some names out there like Jimmy Garoppolo, potentially Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr. Like It feels like it's, again, going to be a busy market for quarterbacks this summer. I know obviously the Jets are going to be looking to upgrade at QB, but, you know, if the Giants don't bring anything home this year, if they just get, you know, maybe a division or whatever, you know, second place in a, you know, one playoff appearance, you know, is that enough to keep them?
1: Uh, I think it is. Um, I, uh, again, like I'm not sure what they want to do with this contract after, after this year, but I, I don't, mm-hmm. I think in Dan Jones mind, I don't think he, I think he realizes that there's probably not too many teams that would really want to take him on as a starter. Uh, Brian Daybolt has done a lot with him, um, mm-hmm. so I, I, I do think that he'll stay. But, it, you know, again, it's, it's going to have to be a friendly deal for for both sides.
0: I would argue that he would fit very well in the Packers' offense with what they're trying to do. It felt like when they drafted Jordan Love that they wanted to make somewhat of a shift to this more run-heavy focus offense. I think it would be crazy to see a trade between Aaron Rodgers and Dan Jones, but that is one place where I could see him uh, fitting in really well
1: interesting yeah i mean i don't think it's unlikely Yeah, but going i
0: anywhere but the, i think the fit would be there yeah they, they, they've kind of made their little comeback here in the last handful of weeks and everybody's loving aaron Rodgers again it's more fun when they don't <laughs> yeah
1: yeah yeah uh but yeah i mean uh, so dan jones i mean very good year for him you know like uh, definitely better than i thought you know he would do well that's that's what
0: i was going to ask you next is like what, what would you what would you rate him at what would you what would you star him at what would you review him on
1: so man he's a tough one because like I want to give him a four but he's not like for fantasy purposes he has not done enough to do that so I'm gonna do like three and a half stars I I honestly I think he did he's not gonna piss the game away for the Giants normally Mm -hmm. but again for fantasy purposes like you know you're not gonna get a bunch of 30, you know, 30 point games from him. Like he's not going to do the Mahomes, Allen, stuff like that, you know? So I, I think, yeah, I think three and a half is probably fair for him. Um, they need to do something with the wide receiver core. I mean, it, correct mm-hmm. me if I'm wrong here, but I believe they have the highest salaried wide receiving core. And like one of the lowest like outputs. So I mean that that's a huge problem. I mean, obviously they gotta get get
0: Kenny Galladay out of it. Yeah,
1: say Kenny G just murdered them with that with the cap. So Mm -hmm. if they can do something else and and either bring in some guys or draft somebody, you know, I think that that will tremendously help Dan Jones and this offense. So that's that has to be priority number one for them. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, in the draft, especially. And um obviously just Keep that offensive. Li- the offensive line was was a little better than I thought it would be, um, but I still think that they Absolutely. can definitely upgrade that. So you know, I, I think between mm. those two things, if they can pull that off in the draft, I think um, you know that that'll serve be serviceable to Daniel Jones uh, a lot. Mm. And again, like I think Daniel Jones stays there, and I, I do think it has to be a friendly, maybe three year deal, maybe twenty million a year something of that nature. You know, not, nothing crazy, mm. but some, something that's going to work for both sides.
0: Yeah, Mitch Trubisky money. No, no big deal yeah <laughs> <sighs> i I was gonna say this season I would give him a two and a half, but because of how well he played in the fantasy football finals, I give him a three the best awesome. week that you need you the best week that you needed him to produce he absolutely did it he answered the call. I was telling folks to start Brock Purdy over him in uh in week seventeen <laughs> so I took an l I took an l there um the game flows both kind of went you know what I thought they would Dan Jones just put in that work put in that work in week seventeen so. Tip of the cap to him for that. to give you an extra half star. Yep. He was quarterback 10 on the year, at least as far as my scoring goes. QB 11 likes Thomas Brady, 24 passing touchdowns, nine interceptions, 4,600 passing yards. He's up there with the yardage. He might be the league leader actually because of just how much they pass the ball. But I mean, I got to go three stars or less. I mean, this is, this is a super disappointing season from Tom Brady, the Buccaneers in general, You know, they might make the playoffs with a losing record. They stunk. Uh, was loved, loved what he was able to do with Mike Evans in week 17. You know, took you forever, took you long enough, but they were able to, you know, have a nice uh, performance last week. Uh, but three stars for me. Like it's, it's the yardage and everything else is, is bust, um, bust production. And he was, yeah, second in the league behind Mahomes in passing yards.
1: Yeah. Um, Sorry, I was just looking something up here. Um yeah, I mean, Tom Brady man just murdered me in in one of these fantasy finals. It wasn't Brady, it was it was Evans. I got Evans, you know, it just yeah. it's so hard. yeah, it's so hard to come back from. Like of course, and Mike Evans does nothing the last like how many weeks and then all of a sudden just erupts for three touchdowns. It, it, it just crazy, but Tom Brady it, I think he's one of those guys. It, the thing that really helps Tom Brady is how much he's passing the ball, right? Like he's throwing the ball so much. Uh, it's just it's crazy like at his age he's just throwing the ball that much so if next year if he is on this team and he's doing the exact same thing i'm probably gonna have him as a low-end qb1 i mean he has good weapons around him you know there's no doubt i mean godwin evans Brait, uh, right still there, um, Otten, you know, the, the, those guys. Rashad White, I actually like a, a ton. You know, that was somebody mm-hmm. I wrote about in the offseason, how much I liked him. So I, I do think that Tom Brady, you know, can be, again, serviceable once again next year. You're going to take your lumps. I mean, he's on the wrong side of 40, right? Like, it's, it's just crazy. So Don't
0: tell that to him. Don't tell yeah. it to Tom.
1: <laughs> so it, it is crazy. But, yeah, I mean, he's probably going to be a low-end uh, quarterback one for me. And, um, yeah, I mean, you're just going to have to realize that you're going to have these really good games and just gonna have some really bad games like he's kind of like he seems like a boomer bust quarterback almost like he's either just right. gonna go lights oh, out yeah, for you or he's gonna have that absolutely. you know the day where he throws two interceptions and one touchdown and you're just like Fuck, mm-hmm. i got this guy on my team like Ugh. so but i mean for for this year i'll i will give him a i'll give him a three and a half you know he he did mm-hmm. he did pretty well overall and again you know as you're saying in in the championship i mean just how many points? i think he had like 45 points i think it, i saw it was
0: it was his best best week of the season, yeah. and that's why I was going to say, like, I'm going to do a similar grade from Dan Jones. I'm going to go two and a half, and then I'm going to give him the half star for the production in the fantasy football finals. Because yeah, he was Tom Brady last week. He he looked the part. Uh, the defense definitely helped them out with a couple of short field situations, but they should have been doing that all season. Anyways, they're supposed to have a good defense, damn it. Um, but really quick, you know, there's all this talk. Tom might walk, right? If he goes to the Raiders, if he goes to... I can't imagine he goes to the Jets. That would be crazy. Um, trying to think of somewhere else. San Francisco. Washington. What? What did you say? Washington. Are they going to make him the GM, too? That's the only way you take that job, if they're just <laughs> like, all right, so we're going <laughs> to give you producer credits. We're going to make you a GM. You're the offensive coordinator, the quarterback, and quarterbacks coach. Deal? All right, cool. You can you can work here instead of NBC this, this year. <laughs> I don't know how else you're going to make that happen. He's going to be like, Is Randy Moss coming out of retirement to play with me? Yes, he is. You're welcome. Does Ron Rivera still have to coach? No, he's fired. Ooh. Who would you like?
1: Yeah, please fire him. Jesus Christ.
0: I'm sorry, man. I mean, I, we don't oh, need to get into that too much, but that man. was just be- that week 17. Oh, is, my just, God. Come on, yeah, now. Y-
1: you want to talk about just adding to my ultimate bummed out weekend? Like, just, just, I started, what, well, when? So three intercepts. Yeah, I, I don't want to get into it. It's hey,
0: hey, he started him. He started him. And he brought him back in the second half. It's not just it's like you had an opportunity to get off of this, bud. Like you, the train was moving and you missed it. Sorry. It, yeah. sucks, it sucks because I was always a big Ron Rivera fan. He's, you know, originated in Chicago, monsters of the midway defense. And then I was always cheering for him in Carolina. I was always banging the Ron Rivera drum. I have not been happy with what I've seen in Washington the entire time. Not just this season, the entire time. Not impressed.
1: Yeah, he he really ruined it, you know. This week, just with the whole Wentz and and not starting Heineke, and the yeah. you know, it, yeah, way to not read the room, right? Like, like he did not read the locker room very well with that with that start. So uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, we'll see. But I think Ron Rivera is on the way out, especially uh, with Dan Snyder selling the team. Um, mm-hmm. I, I do think that uh, that he's going to be on the way out.
0: All right, next up, our last guy here, and then we're going to head out. Been a long one and a good one. Justin Herbert finished his QB twelve. Um disappointing. It's super, oh. super disappointing being drafted as a top three quarterback this year behind the top guys in Mahomes and Allen. I, I felt like it was more, you know, he didn't have Keenan healthy. Mike Williams took his uh turn getting hurt, and then Eckler was just the dude. Eckler was on God mode this season. Yo,
1: shout out to Eckler though, man. A lot of people need to care about fantasy a little bit more, and that dude cares about fantasy a shit ton. Oh yeah, and uh, I mean, shout out to him, man. That that's awesome, and that's somebody you know, that's somebody we should try to get on the podcast. He does his own podcast, so it'd be it'd be really cool to get him on and talk some, a little bit of fantasy. But uh, it's, we'll get, we'll get is, the,
0: our publicist on it.
1: He's one of my my favorite players by far, you know, currently, just because of how much he he loves and cares about fantasy football. Like, mm. do they have to care about it? No, but it's awesome that they do, right? Like, he understands, you know, how important it is to people, and it's just cool to, to see him talk about it about it and mm-hmm. i mean he, he's even doing I, I think it's trophy smack i think is that he's doing like promos oh, yeah. for and stuff like it's all awesome. oh, he
0: he goes on uh he goes on lot, lots of shows uh shout out uh, triple play fantasy i know they've had him on i think a few times like they're they're always cutting it up with them uh, i think they share like a like a weightlifting background or coaching background or something like that so um yeah he he gets on people's pods and stuff i wouldn't be surprised if we could maybe uh, make a move there yeah so shout out Eckler. oh absolutely absolutely but justin herbert Two and a half stars. I'm sorry. Like, he fell down the chart. Not enough passing touchdowns. The yardage is there, but he just didn't finish for us. And and what fantasy finals, nothing. Well, he had two passing touchdowns, which was much better than the weeks prior. But, yeah, in the playoffs, he was just bad. 2.39 in week 15. 0.77 in week 16. I, I, I really don't have many nice things to say about him this year. I expect that he's going to continue to get better, but they need to bring in somebody that's going to stay healthy, man. Like, I mean, I like Palmer. I like Everett. Those are good pieces moving forward, but we saw what they were not able to do with those guys, you know, being the guys, you know, with with Williams hurt, with Keenan hurt, they can't be your priority offense. And you're not going to, you know, to, to tackle this division, right? My goodness. You still got Russ and Mahomes there. It's going to be tough still going forward. So I, I mean, Mike Williams, I believe is a free agent this year actually as well. So if they somehow don't bring him back, that's going to be a big issue because Keenan was gone for most of this season. If they get any type of, you know, repl- replication of that next season, I'm, I'm not going to be in love with Herbert. We're going to be selling a lot of him in dynasty. I feel like if you start getting this, you know, type of production, again, rolling into another year, I know he's a top uh, top 12 quarterback, but really let us down.
1: Yeah, it was super disappointing. Um, you know, as a guy who had Herbert in, in two leagues, just, just so disappointing. And, and he's one of those guys that you really – can't not start right like he has a good ceiling you know potentially so it's so hard to not start him and but it's just super disappointing now some of that is Austin Eckler being so awesome I mean Austin Eckler had how many touchdowns over the last what four weeks that you Mm -hmm. know could have easily went Herbert's way you know passing touchdowns and stuff it just didn't so I I don't want to hold it too much against him I'm still going to have him as a quarterback one next year but it's just so disappointing this year with with the weapons around him and what he could have done You know, it just sucks that that they kept getting injured. Um, I think Keenan Allen's obviously on the wrong side of the rock now, right? He's he, he's up there in age, too. Um, I think he maybe has one, maybe two more decent years out of him. Um, we'll see what happens right. with Mike Williams as well. But Mike Williams, man, can't land on his, his feet. Like, that was my biggest thing in the offseason when we were talking about Mike Williams. Everyone was on him, and I'm like, man, I just I just can't get behind it. Like, this dude gets injured too much. He just mm-hmm. – it's like he makes these acrobatic catches and forgets that he has feet to land on. He just lands on his back and his butt and just gets hurt and – so we'll see what happens with that but I, I do expect them to make either a move or get a you know a decent ranked wide mm-hmm. receiver in the draft um i they they have to do something because between these two not being able to stay healthy, they can't just have one of these guys on the field and rely on deAndre mm-hmm. carter and palmer to to make up oh, for that God, so no. so we'll see what happens but yeah i mean I, I mean i agree with you two and a half stars it just sucks because like honestly he's not a two and a half star quarterback he's nope. just he just didn't do it this year you know and and i heard people talking about like is he actually a good quarterback i think he is like he he has pretty good vision he has a fucking cannon for an arm right like so i think he's a good quarterback it's just the 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 coaching staff as well i think does not do him justice i'm not a fan of staley to be honest so we'll again see what happens here but um yeah i mean unfortunately two and a half stars man i think that that's that's probably a good accurate uh ranking for him
0: yeah unfortunately it is uh What's Lombardi doing over there, Joe Lombardi? Uh, Is he OC or QB coach? Oh, I think he's OC.
1: I man, I'm like. OC, yeah, he's yeah,
0: he's yeah, he's the offensive coordinator. So honestly, I'd love to see him uh, at at some point become the head coach. Uh, His whole philosophy is get the ball to the running back. So he was with um, with Breeze and the Saints when Kamara was thriving, uh, when Thomas was doing really well, when he was you know slant boy you know what I mean but he was still catching over 90 passes a year uh, if Keenan is healthy next year he's going to be a lot better when Keenan was in the lineup the first couple of games he threw six touchdowns I mean albeit it was the the Raiders and the Chiefs the first couple of weeks but he only threw for three touchdowns one more time all season for all I know it could have been the week that he came back because they were so far separated um, you know what week Keenan Allen came back Herbert threw three touchdowns in week one and two. And then in, again in week 12, I'm going to bet that that was the week he came.
1: Yeah, back. I was going to say, I think it was 12 or 13, somewhere in there. Uh, hold on. I can pull it up real quick for you. There was
0: there was a week he came back, but he like didn't do anything. He re-aggravated his injury. Maybe that was against Kansas City. I'm not sure.
1: Uh, let's see. Keenan Allen, yeah, came back week 11. Uh, I think got re-injured yep. that game and then fully came yep. back week 12
0: and week 12 he threw for three passing touchdowns again against a you know a lighter defense in the in the cardinals uh but it was on the road and two of those three games where he threw for over three pa- or th- over two uh, passing touchdowns where he hit three were also on the road only only one game at home this season with three passing touchdowns now the nice thing is he took care of the ball he only had one game over one interception so as you said to his vision and his accuracy yeah he's checking those boxes but he's going to need weapons he's not going to be able to you know, be a QB one working with Jordan Palmer and uh, DeAndre Carter and Gerald Everett. Like that's that's just not going to happen. Yeah. I would like to see them make a move. Maybe they, you know, leverage a pick. I feel like they're a piece away. You know, like if they had DeAndre Hopkins, oh, my goodness, that you're just you're just making trouble now. I, that's that's going to be dirty if they could make a move like that. I don't think that they would be able to make a division move for Devontae Adams. That's that's just mm, not no. going to happen. No. Yeah, that, that That wouldn't play out. But yeah, I think if they make an upgrade, we might be able to put. Herbert back into this like you know like top five, top six conversation, but the way it's shaking out right now, like who who would you rather have uh, let's say in a, a dynasty startup? Well, let's just do redraft actually, because I feel like Herbert's still the answer there. Justin Fields or Herbert for next season?
1: Six point or four point? Six. Herbert. Okay. Yeah, I mean that's fair. I mean, four point the... it's it's Fields
0: all day. Okay. Okay. All right. That's that's fair. That's fair. I would still probably lean Fields right now. The way things uh, have shook uh, shaken up because of the rushing upside, you're not seeing you know anything uh, from Herbert on the rushing side of things. 52 attempts, 148 yards. Those are quick little scrambles. Those yep. those those aren't anything. I mean, yep. Joe Burrow's got a higher rushing upside than that. You know what I mean? Uh, Patrick Patrick Mahomes is running a fair amount. Herbert is that prototypical rocket arm uh, pocket QB. So let's put some weapons around the pocket. You know, that's 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 what we need
1: yeah no no no. i i, I agree with you there and, and again like he's one of those guys that has to run organically like like when he feels necessary they're not right. pulling out the you know, the quarterback runs by any
0: means yeah yeah no there, there's no designed runs for him whatsoever <clears throat> yep. unless you're you're sneaking and that's not a run that's a sneak so right
1: uh be- before we get out of here let me ask you a quick question so i before the season made a bet on dak prescott to throw the most interceptions in the league currently right now going into the last week of the season prescott cousins and Derek Carr, obviously Derek Carr's not going to play, but Cousins and Prescott t- are tied with 14. Do I nice. have a chance that Prescott can throw more interceptions than Cousins this, this week? And this plays out plus, plus 5,000, by the way.
0: Well, Kirk is in Chicago and Dak is in D.C. You tell me, buddy. I'm the Chicago fan. You're the D.C. fan. So,
1: <laughs> yeah, I I mean, I. I Dak want- has a better shot. Yeah, I I, I think it is Dak and I don't want to say that because I have the bet, but I I do think that that's probably the better shot. You know, he's been throwing a lot recently. So Mm -hmm. I'm just praying that Cousins throws none and Prescott can just throw one. (laughs) I mean, yeah. So what, mm-hmm. what
0: happens if there's a tie? Is, is that a cash? Is I a don't hit? know.
1: It, it, it does not say. I looked, and it doesn't say. So I'm assuming they're going to pay it out because, again, he would be leading the league. He just would be tied for the league. Tied. So I yeah. think it's going to – I think it'll pass out, you know, as long as Cousins doesn't go have a, a primetime Cousins game where he uh, throws for, like, two or three picks. I think it'll pay out. But, uh, yeah, that that's something I have a heavy watch on this week when I'm watching the game is just, come mm-hmm. on, Dak, throw an interception.
0: <laughs> well, I, I firmly believe – you know, we're the Bears are folding this week. All right. We're starting Nathan Peterman. All right. Like, Shout out or, Nate
1: Peterman. Ex-
0: exactly. <laughs> he's going to he's going to keep Kirk Cousins and the Vikings on the field quite a bit. So take that however, you know, however you want to, uh, you know, interpret it. If, if he's going to potentially have more opportunities for picks or he's just going to put up a bunch of stats. You know, I yeah. don't think I don't think that they need to play for anything. The Vikings, do they?
1: Uh, I think it depends on what happens with the Eagles. But I think the I think they play at the same time.
0: Oh, let's see 12 and four, 13 and three. So, yeah, they, they need to win it if they want to try and get the uh, the bye. Yes. And who do the Eagles play?
1: The Eagles play the Giants,
0: and remember, Ooh, it's all that's the divisional it. That's teams. yeah, nice, nice. That That's that's a good little mix there because you got Minshew going up against the Giants in her division. I like it. I like it.
1: What? No, no, no Jalen Hurts is playing.
0: No, 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 no. Oh, Jalen Hurts is playing.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm almost positive. Yeah,
0: oh, okay. I just I just I didn't get the uh get the memo i guess yeah i'm pretty sure hurts
1: or at least uh Siriana came out and said that Hertz is most likely going to play so unless something yeah. unless there's a setback this week i think Hertz is going to get in there because again that that buy is very crucial for them especially with you know Hertz not being 100 right. so i think that they're uh if, i i think ultimately he, i think he hopes that they get up a decent amount that they can pull Hertz a little bit and, and put Munchu mm-hmm. in there just to finish the game but we'll see um just you know okay. shout out to everybody I mean, they're playing
0: for the they're playing for the buy though so yeah. i mean i gotta I got to imagine you just play the game out.
1: Yeah, 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 definitely. I just, I think, honestly, in you know, Sirianni's mind, he's probably like, "Shit, let's let's try to get up like twenty points on the Giants if we can, and maybe just pull hurts and see if we can just right. re- low last with Minshew." But um, hey, uh, Sam Howell is playing this week as well for Washington, so I I'm just saying for next year, if Hal's going to be the guy, it's it at least watch to see what he can do in a game against sure. a compatible defense. You know, the Cowboys have a good defense, so mm-hmm. if he goes out there and if he gets two touchdowns and kind of I don't say balls out, but if he has himself a serviceable game, he might just. Wind up being the starter next year. So if you want to get a an easy early look at Sam Howell, tune into the Washington game.
0: Poor Heineke. oh dude, I know. I, I feel bad for him.
1: I really do. And and they they were they were going to name him the starter. He went and talked to Rivera and said, "No, put, put Sam Howell in. Let's see what what we got with the kid." Like, shout out to Heineke for doing that because I'm sure he really wants to play, but he should have played last week. Was the thing. Oh right? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's
0: fucking fuck you, fuck you, Ron. Uh... <sighs> 13 total touchdowns, six interceptions, and 1,800 passing yards for Mr. Heineke in 1, 2, 8, 9 games, 9 games. His last game played, he finished 13 for 18 with two passing touchdowns and interception. I don't, I don't know if he was hurt or what happened, but it doesn't make the sense. The
1: legend of Heineke will always live in my heart. This, this was set up Inside the stadium for that playoff game where they play Tom Brady and they almost beat Tom Brady. That, that would have been electric. But yeah, shout out to Heineke, man. Uh the legend of Heineke lives on in my heart. And uh what he's done for the team, you know, has been uh has been very exciting to watch. He's obviously not a starting quarterback in the NFL, like he's just not, but man, is he fucking so much fun to watch?
0: Near far <laughs> <Yeah>. wherever <laughs> you are. He'll you'll live, be, on, you'll live on, man. He'll live on i love it i love it yeah shout out shout absolutely. out heineke I, I i always i always love an underdog uh team player whatever it is he's just got that underdog attitude vibe i love all of it um yep. his his busting with the boys interview is absolutely fantastic oh, i highly recommend highly <laughs> recommend for any listener all right been a long one add a good one appreciate everybody that rode along with us be sure to download review the podcast we appreciate you uh hit us up in the discord with any questions We did the top 12 quarterbacks. We're probably going to come around for 13 and 24 in the upcoming weeks. We got a lot of time to fill here. So looking forward to catching up with everybody in the offseason. We also, Andrew and I, we're working on a couple of things behind the scenes that we're very excited about unrolling out here in the coming months. Be on the lookout for that. The network's growing, baby. SGPN. Let them know where they can find us, bud.
1: uh they can find us on the fucking moon when the rocket takes off
0: (laughs) that's right that's right baby on the rocket ship
1: (laughs) that's right yeah secure the seat and just just wait for it to just fucking blast off one of these days so uh yeah man (laughs) i love it but yeah i mean you can find us on twitter i am at a rob a r a u b 23
0: i don't know what's going on your mic but it sounds like it's messing up at a very good time as we close out the show here
1: (laughs) oh really Is is it fine now
0: you sound like a robot, so I'm hoping that that's only my sound oh, geez, and not the and not the listeners. <laughs> eh, you 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 uh, you out there, so you're are you're, you're good now. But uh, you can find me at sgpnjb on Twitter. You can find us at sgpn fantasy on the Twitter machine as well. Take care, be well, be good. If you can't be good, be good at it. We'll see you.